You're listening to the Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at www.thepodcastnetwork.com. Listen. Learn. Evolve. G'day world, voluntary euthanasia. Should I be arrested for saying those words? Were you shocked? Were you mollified that I would even bring up the suggestion that people should have the right to terminate their own life under certain circumstances? Matter of fact, why does it have to be under certain circumstances? Why shouldn't it be completely legal for someone to take their own life? Who has a right to tell somebody else that they should not be able to take their own life. If there is one basic principle that we should have in a free and democratic society, shouldn't it be around the way that we live, or even if we choose to live our own lives? Isn't that the most fundamental principle we should hold closely to us? I'm talking, of course, about the recent events in Australia. For people who don't follow this or for our international listeners, we have a gentleman in Australia called Dr. Philip Nitschke, who for quite a few years now has been a very vocal advocate for euthanasia. In fact, in 1996, Dr. Nitschke was the first medical professional anywhere in the world to legally help somebody uh, commit suicide because we had a law in the Northern Territory in Australia at the time that made euthanasia legal under certain circumstances. That law was then overturned by the federal government, which is uh, still the federal government in Australia, the uh, coalition led by the Liberal Party. And uh, that same coalition recently overturned a ruling by our censorship board, the Office of Film and Literature Classification. Now, this concerns a book written by Dr. Philip Nitschke and his colleague, Dr. Fiona Stewart. They've put out a book called The Peaceful Pill Handbook, which talks about various ways of uh, helping somebody commit suicide or for people to commit their own suicide, commit an act of euthanasia. And uh, the book was reviewed by the Office of Film and Literature Classification in Australia. They were going to allow it to be bought in Australia, sold in Australia. Under certain, They had certain guidelines on the book. But our Attorney General, Philip Ruddock, who is on board with the Christian right, the so-called right to life movement, which is actually... Quite ironical because they're actually saying, well, you don't have a right to how you live or terminate your own life. We're going to enforce our views upon you. And he uh, forced the Film and Literature Classification Board to overturn their previous decision. And so it is now illegal for Australians to buy this book, sell this book, read this book. And I'm not quite sure on this, but I think even talk about this book. And it's uh, illegal now to research ways to commit suicide over the internet. It's uh, illegal to talk about it. And I think that's just plain stupid. It, this 
you know, there are two issues here, right, that we need to be concerned about. One is the whole issue about euthanasia, whether or not we should have the right to take our own life. Now, in every survey I've seen in Australia over the last decade, more than 70% of the population agrees that we should have the right to commit euthanasia, particularly in circumstances where somebody is terminally ill, they're in a lot of pain, they are making a voluntary decision with their full wits about them that they want to terminate their life. It should also be legal, and most people feel this, for other for friends and family or medical professionals under certain conditions to assist those people to take their own life if they're in, unable to do it themselves. So that's one issue. But the second issue, and perhaps the most disturbing issue that comes out of all of this, is the position that the Australian federal government has taken that we should not be able to read the book Buy the book, read the book. Now, I've been having a debate about this subject on my blog with a few people today. Um, the usual uh, folks, Molly, uh, Tony, Maddie Trentini's jumped in. So Molly keeps drawing the analogy of kiddie porn. I I'm saying on the blog that I think it should be, it's wrong to have any sort of censorship. This whole idea that there are certain materials written or video-based materials that Adults in our country, some, some of those materials they should be allowed to see and other materials they need to be protected from is just plain ridiculous and it's offensive. And it's not only offensive, it's immoral in the true sense of the word. This is one group of people determining what material, what content another group of people is able to read, watch and listen to. Now, doesn't that go against the very grain of what a free and democratic society is supposed to be all about? That one group of people should be able to control the content that the people are allowed to watch, read and listen to? It's just fundamentally wrong and dangerous if we allow these precedents to happen. I don't feel the need to be protected, do you? Now... Protecting children is another matter, and we already have laws that say that certain material should not be available to people under the age of, let's say, 18. Uh, and I don't have a major issue with that. But for people over the age of 18, we should be able to watch, read, and listen to anything we like. However, and this is the caveat, if a genuine crime is committed in the act of producing the material then we have a, a, another issue on our hands. Now, child pornography is the, the case that people like to argue. Should, we be, should people be allowed to publish child pornography? Now, the act of publishing a book, there are costs covered, people are paid money to you know, produce a book. And if a book is produced that contains photographs, let's say, of child pornography happening, then a, a crime has been committed in the construction of the book and anyone paying somebody to commit a crime is in the very least aiding and abetting that crime to happen so the publisher of the book would be committing a crime now unless uh, maybe the book is produced for free or, or, or the publisher is not paying money for it that's a little bit more of a murky issue but i think 
most of us would agree that if a crime, and you know, and I think by consensus we all agree that child pornography is and and should be illegal in our society. Now, talking about child pornography, for however, is a different issue. Showing photographs of it happening is one thing. Talking about it, discussing the issue, even arguing for the issue should be completely ethical, completely acceptable in our society. We should be able to have free discussion and debate around anything, whether or not it is uh, positive, whether or not child pornography should be made legal. Yes, we should have discussion about that. If people want to argue for that case, it should be uh, allowable. If people want to argue the case for terrorism, for um, militancy, for you know all of these things, we should be able to have open and free discussion about. So this comes back to euthanasia. Now the government is making it has made it illegal in this country, not just to commit the act of euthanasia, but to discuss the act of euthanasia. They are making discussion illegal. And, uh, you know, I went and saw a, a stage performance of George Orwell's play 1984 late last year. And, uh, you know, this is almost verging on the boundary of committing a thought crime. Now, you know, this brings me back to the whole rise of the Christian right in our political arena. We've seen in Australia in the last couple of years, the leaders of both parties aligning themselves with the crazy Christians We've seen uh, John Howard, we've seen Philip Ruddock, we've seen Tony Abbott in the, the, the Liberals, closely aligned, and Peter Costello, closely aligning themselves with various crazy evangelical Christian groups and doing their bidding, basically. And on the other side, we've got the leader of the uh, opposition currently, Kevin Rudd, who is uh, a, a very out-and-out little good Catholic boy and is uh, more than happy to talk about his uh, Christian faith. This is very, very dangerous stuff as far as I'm concerned. You know, we, we're all aware of what's happening in America with the rise of the Christian right, the amount of money that they throw at political lobbying, the amount of uh, rallying they do of their mindless church-going troops who will believe anything their church leaders tell them because they've been inoculated with this virus called faith which teaches people not to think, not to make rational decisions, not to look towards the evidence. And they, uh, you know, they hold big blocks of voting power. So they got a lot of money. They got a lot of votes that they can throw behind issues. And, you know, you put those two things together, you've got powerful lobby groups and that's pretty much all politicians care about, whether or not they're going to get the vote. So, you know, we're seeing the rise of this in Australia, and I think it should be deeply concerning to anyone who wants Australia to be uh, a free and democratic and progressive society and not get bogged down by further success of our version of the quasi-neocon movement that wants to keep people scared about the moral decline of society, scared about being invaded by terrorists and it's uh, all designed to control you through fear folks you need to use your brain we need more discussion more free debate we need to think harder we need we need more media to pick up these issues and and 
tackle them aggressively and continually and uh, you know spend less time promoting their own reality TV shows during their current affairs uh, programs and spend more time tackling these debates fearlessly. I mean, where is the outcry in the mainstream media over the banning of Philip Nitschke's book? How much have you seen? Now, my challenge is, uh, what do we, I mean, it's all rhetoric for me to get up here as somebody who runs a new media company and rant and rave about it. I've been thinking hard over the last couple of days, what can we do as the new media? We, we need a form of uh, Satyagraha, Mahatma Gandhi's non-violent protest. Perhaps we should all, maybe if we can get 50,000 people to, uh, 50,000 bloggers to order a copy of the book from Amazon and uh, see if they stop them all through customs or if they uh, fine us all or put us all in prison. We need to do something. We need to use the power that we have with our blogs and with our podcasts and with our dollars and with our voices and with our brains to be fearless and to stand up against this and say, you know what, this is just wrong and we're not going to tolerate this anymore and we're going to do something about it. Are you prepared to put yourself on the line over the issue of free speech in Australia? That's my question to you. It's Thursday, the 1st of March. This is Cameron. I'm out. Hi, this is Cameron. Just a quick message before the show starts, letting you know that the G'day World comments line is now open. Listeners in Australia can ring the following number to leave a comment about the show. It's 03 That number again, 03 9616 9699.